0: Welcome to another episode of Strategize to Succeed. Before proceeding with the subject at hand, I'm going to briefly respond to a question which was emailed to me. Incidentally, I'll do this periodically whenever I feel that the question and answer would have a general interest. In essence, the email asked whether I intend to follow the usual podcast format and have guests for interviews and conversations, or whether I'm going to offer a discourse each week. The answer is that this is not an interview or roundtable show for a very specific reason. As I introduced myself to you on the first episode, my moniker for this podcast is Your Mentor. And that's not just my name. That is how I have constructed this podcast in an effort to make it useful for you. Unlike many podcasts, this one is not intended to be focused on entertainment. It is intended to be helpful to you and to somewhat replicate a mentoring or coaching relationship without your actual participation. However, you'll note that we have even tried to address the participation aspect by creating the two free bonuses outlined on our website, www.StrategizeToSucceed.com. So, your time investment in this podcast is intentionally brief, but hopefully you'll find it to be of lasting value. Over the years... As I have advised, coached, or mentored clients and students, I have taken the position that one needs to first hone in on their attitude towards an issue and then it will be easier to craft a plan of action when dealing with that issue. That order of events applies to virtually everything we come in contact with, whether in a specialized business arena or in broader life issues. Now that is not to say that the course of action needs to be predetermined or that room for creative development is stifled. Far from it. What I am saying is that it is important to recognize your point of view so that you can take actions which are in alignment with it. Consider as an example that you are responsible for creating an elaborate menu for a dinner party. The first decision that you need to make is the theme. That very basic decision reflects the attitude that will be conveyed throughout the dinner. Once you commit to the attitude, you will find yourself on a much smoother path when you evaluate the actions which should be taken to set the planning in motion. However. If, instead of first resolving the theme or your attitude towards the dinner, you decide to formulate the menu, you may have luck on your side, or more likely, you will end up with a patchwork of dishes without a cohesive direction. Although the dinner party is a simplistic example, it illustrates the need to recognize and define your attitude first and then you can address the strategy necessary to accomplish that goal. In this first attitude and action discussion, the intent is to have you realize the importance of recognizing your self-esteem, acknowledging that you are special, and never forgetting it. By the way, good self-esteem is not the same as arrogance. In fact, according to powerofpositivity.com, the bravado of arrogant behavior is really the result of low self-esteem. The arrogant individual, despite his show of superiority, actually feels threatened and defensive against others. In contrast, a person with high self-esteem recognizes their value and abilities and has the confidence to understand that they have nothing to prove to others. Whether someone is 6 or 60 years old, each person represents a unique combination of skills, talents, views, and personality traits. Those special qualities should always be respected in others and especially valued in yourself because that is when your intellectual strength and gems of creativity can emerge. As a student, recognizing one's own specialness can be an important step to developing an ability to pursue critical thinking. Sometimes this self-revelation becomes apparent in chances taken with school assignments or projects. As an entrepreneur, recognizing that you are special gives you the strength and courage to further your business pursuits even in the face of criticism value your specialness and respect that quality in others the opportunity for creativity may more easily flourish keep in mind that recognizing that you are a special person does not mean that you are perfect nor does it give you the license to think that only you are correct But it does offer value to your views. They are no less special than anyone else's. And with the appropriate effort, by recognizing that you are special, you can be just as likely as anyone else to be successful in your pursuits. Reliance on yourself, your unique skills and judgment, is necessary every single day that you run a business, and certainly as you proceed through life. So the attitude to hold on to is the unwavering belief in your own values, skills, talents, and worth as a human being. And I would add that your commitment to your self-esteem should not diminish your belief in everyone else's worthiness as well. Go through life knowing that you are no less than anyone else, and also understand that you are no more than anyone else. Holding on to that attitude will keep you strong in yourself and grounded in your dealings with others. Now, based on the importance of that attitude, consider your actions. There are three steps in particular which I would recommend. As you proceed through life, perhaps one of the most significant lessons you can learn is that with certain minimal exceptions you cannot change other people. You can only control and affect change in yourself. So the first action step is in essence a negative and that is although you can encourage, coax, and inspire other people to change, ultimately you cannot dictate their decision to change and implement it for them. Resign yourself. You cannot generally change another person and there is nothing constructive about trying to do it. You can however make the decision to change yourself and you have the power to make that change in yourself become a reality. Is that easy? No sometimes in fact it is easier to think that you have persuaded someone else to change rather than recognize and address your own circumstances but that does not mean that you should ever give up trying this leads us to the second action step a mirror can be your best friend and your worst enemy look into that mirror and focus on your eyes as if you are speaking with someone else. Speak out loud to yourself. Tell yourself what you like about your qualities and personality. Also tell yourself what you would like to work on to improve. Follow this process on a daily basis to check in with yourself and to give yourself progress reports. And yes, I have been talking to myself in the mirror for years, and I don't anticipate stopping anytime soon. The first decision to be made when facing yourself in the mirror is to determine what you want to change, specifically about yourself. Make certain that your stated goal is quite specific because you will find it easier to achieve. Also, you have a better chance of success if you break up a large goal into a series of smaller goals with short time frames. Throughout life, each of us has the opportunity to grow and develop as human beings. There is never a good time or bad time to begin the process of change and improvement. The present is the only time. And now the third action step. It is based on the somewhat brutal thought that if you do not give priority to caring for yourself, no one else will care for you either. Each person has the responsibility, first to themselves, to take control over and care for their well-being in all facets of their own life. That does not require you to be so-called high-maintenance, although that approach is quite acceptable. The lesson of making yourself a priority has two significant components. First, recognize in your mind that you are number one. Again, it is a matter of self-esteem and confidence that each of us should be number one in our own mind. It is important that you set that standard for yourself because it impacts on how you perceive and care for yourself. As an example, you are not as inclined to subject your body to self-destructive behavior if you focus on the concept of caring for number one. Second, if you embody the priority of caring for number one, you are also more likely to require appropriately respectful treatment from other people. Note that you are required to be equally respectful to others, because they should also regard themselves as number one and expect comparable treatment from you. Taking care of number one is not intended to have entirely selfish motives. It is only after you have ensured your good care that you are in the best possible position to care for others who are dependent on your efforts. Think about airline safety instructions as a most basic illustration of this concept. When it is time to utilize an oxygen mask, the instruction is always to place it over your own face first before assisting a child or an elderly passenger seated next to you. Give your self-esteem a boost, value yourself, and care for yourself as well as you would like everyone else to care for you. You know that if you take care of yourself, you will always be able to count on yourself. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember, the application of strategic decision making can result in more beneficial outcomes both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?